Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. Hey, good morning and welcome into another edition of Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston, and today we're going to talk about a place that's been around, I guess, 30 years now, and I've been doing some work with them, maybe over half of that time uh, with their Kids Cure event. We're talking about Brent's Place that deals with families and uh, children who are in situations with cancer and they need a place to go, and that's Brent's Place. And we have special guest today. We have Lexi Hennen, who is the development associate from Brent's Place. Lexi, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. We have uh, Eliana Chavez, who kind of lives at Brent's Place, right, Eliana? Hello. How how are (laughs) you? Good. And that's your mom, Sonia Chavez, there right next to you? Yep. How are you, Sonia? Great. Thank you. Good. Well, thank you guys all for coming in. And let's uh, talk about Brent's Place, which is really a cool place to go if you're struggling with what illnesses you are struggling with. And Lexi, talk about Brent's Place a little bit. I know it's been around 30 years and it started with a small house and now it's really growing. Yeah. Um, so Brent's Place is a long-term home away from home for families and children with cancer or other life-threatening illnesses um, while they receive treatment at local hospitals. And how did it start? I mean, what did all of a sudden a bunch of people just bought a house and said, hey, let's do this? <laughs> Um, Not quite. Uh, So Don and Linda Ely founded Brent's Place in 1997 to honor their son, Brent, who was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 13. Um, After nine months of chemotherapy, surgery, and radiation, the Ely family traveled to Iowa City for a bone marrow transplant, um, and that treatment was the one that offered the most hope for survival for him. Sadly, following a brave year-long fight, Brent passed away after that, um, and that's kind of what sparked the start of Brent's Place. Donna, uh, Donna and Linda are special people. They absolutely are. They have done incredible work here in the city of Denver with Brent's Place. And maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, how it's evolved in 30 years. How, how It started small, obviously. Yeah, so and, we started with yeah. um, a six-apartment uh, building on Marion Street in downtown because that was closest to the old children's hospital. Um, and then it kind of evolved into... When Children's moved, we moved right next to Children's, and Don, being in the home building industry, decided that he needed somewhere bigger. Um, So he made Founder's House, which is what it's called now, um, at Brent's Place. And then this past year, we were able to open up Tanner's House at Brent's Place as well. So we have two buildings. Each are um, 16 apartments, and we have 32 families living with us, plus six hospitality suites. And where are the houses located again? They are right next to Children's Hospital in Aurora. Yeah, the new Children's Hospital, yep. right mm-hmm. right out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're always sold out, sad to say. Yeah, you know. unfortunately, we always have a waiting list, um, even with the new building opening up. And is there room for uh, entire families to stay in these apartments? How big are they? Yeah, um, so families will get a one- to three-bedroom apartment. They end up being around 1,000 square feet. Um, they're fully independent living Um, apartments. So they're self-contained. They have a kitchen. They have your living room. Depending on how many bedrooms you get, um, you have all of those bedrooms. So it's just um, to really help with that aspect of keeping families isolated when they need to be isolated and when they want to come out and socialize, they're able to. Right. And it's uh, very peaceful. And it's been a while. So I haven't toured the new place yet, but I've toured some of the, uh, the original Brent's places and and they're spectacular. Yeah, we'll have uh, to have you in. Yeah, a lot has changed. Yeah, in fact, that, in fact, I saw Linda a year ago and she says, "When are you going to come in and see the new place?" I'm <laughs> going, "You know, you're right." And all of a sudden, boom, a year goes by and you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to. And uh, and how does it? How do the families react? Is it? It's a peaceful thing. It's a time to get away from tough times. I mean, anytime you go to a hospital and you're sitting there all day and 
it, it's you, you need a break. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't really speak to how families react when they um, are there, but I know when families come in for the first time, a lot of families are overwhelmed um, because they're expecting a hotel room style apartment. So they don't really know what to expect. Um, and then they see these apartments and they're very, I would say, overwhelmed. They're happy um, that they have a place for themselves, but overwhelmed. Well, it's like a home. Right. It's a home yeah. away from home. Absolutely. And probably in a lot of cases, these families, they have a child who's going through a struggle, but they might have healthy children from where they are from. So the families are split. So one parent's right. here, one parent's with the other kids. It's difficult. Yeah, so you do see that. Um, we do actually support the whole family, though. So if families say we have five kids and it's mom and dad coming in as well and grandma wants to come in to help take care of these five kids while mom and dad are at the hospital, we do um, accommodate that whole family just to keep them together. And you have a lot of volunteers that help with that situation. <laughs> we sure do. I mean, how many? Hundreds. I think last year our number was 700 yeah, in our database. Exactly. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And they're up and they're positive and they make a difficult situation better and they're helping these families. It's a wonderful situation. Yeah. If yeah. you're going through the garbage you have to go through, rents places, heaven. Yeah, we have a lot of really wonderful people helping us. Well, let's talk to a, a family that's currently staying at Brent's place. We have Sonia Chavez and Eliana Chavez. And Sonia, you're Eliana's mom. What's it yes. like for you at Brent's place? Talk about it a little bit. Now, where's your original home first? We're from New Mexico, from the Farmington area. Sure. And when we first, we actually came to Brent's place when they were at on Marion Street. Ellie um, had her first brain tumor in 2006, and we came there, and eat, and it was wonderful. They are definitely a home away from home. The community there, the community spirit is so loving and helpful. We actually had two birthdays, two of her birthdays there because we came back a year later, and two, two um, Christmases and two Thanksgivings, and um, despite how difficult it was being separate from our families, they just make it, they try to make it as comfortable as possible, and they are such a supportive and loving environment. Well, it's true, and, and it gives you a little reprieve from the, the stress and tension of your day at Children's Hospital. Definitely, definitely. Do you get to know some of the other families there? We do. On Mondays, they have family dinner, and if you're feeling well enough, you come down and you eat with everyone and you socialize. If you're not, they have takeout containers for you to take back up. But it is really comforting to meet others going through the same thing as you and compare notes and give each other support and, and comfort. It's probably some lasting connections there. Yes. And f- yes, I've met friends that we've stayed friends with. Um, when we came to Denver last time in 2006 or in, and then again in 2007 we didn't know anybody when we came this time we knew lots of people from just from the last time we were here sorry it's so much time there that you, it's almost like a whole new village and like you've moved yes permanently. it really is we've been here since um april the end of april and we hope to be done in about a month but um and we, Eliana has three brothers, and they 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 live with their. Um, usually, we all live together in New Mexico, but they're with their dad in in, in New Mexico, doing their life. Right, right. <laughs> well, right. we get Ellie better, and they get to come visit. And when they come visit, um, Brent's place always has wonderful things for us to do. Like what? So, I think the first time they came to visit, they some they we went to a Colorado Rockies game, and somebody had donated a suite. Oh. 
And it was great because she'd had surgery that day and she was tired. So we, she could go out and watch the game or she could come back in on the couch in the suite and rest. And, and it was probably a highlight of my, of my boys. I'll bet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't get to go to a lot of Rockies games. No, they, they, they thoroughly loved it. And Brent's Place provides all of that. They do. They're, yeah. They do. They try to, try to keep you active and keep your mind off what you're going through. They sure do. It's wonderful. That's a good thing. Eliana, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I've learned my strength back from all my chemo, which is great for me because I'm an independent person. Really? I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, we've been talking before we are talking now and she's very independent welcome very to three brothers world yeah is, is that what makes you is your brothers make you that way sometimes yeah. yeah yeah how do you feel good yeah you look happy <laughs> definitely Des- despite all you've been going through and, and maybe you can talk a little bit what have you been going through a lot of it was pretty hard chemo was really hard for me it was a lot because it was a lot of pain. It was yeah. It was just hard, and mucositis was another thing I hated. It's like I like this is how I like to explain it. It's basically it's I like to say it's like a little germ that's like where everything it passes it it affects basically. Wow, yeah. yeah. And you've gone your through throat, all of that. Your, yeah. And for days and days, I couldn't talk and I couldn't swallow. I couldn't oh. really do anything. And I'm still just healing. And I could, I've barely started eating for and for just after chemo and barely after chemo. I barely started eating sugar because... I'm, my throat has been burning up every oh. time I eat sugar. Oh. So the side effects are pretty hard on her. So Because it, it, it's still healing, right. but at well, least it's better. I'm happy. You're strong. I can tell you can win this battle. <laughs> and you're looking good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you came in today. And uh, Sonia, she's uh, having a, is it a brain tumor? Yes. ATRT. An ATRT brain tumor. This is the, the second time. Um, it's a new tumor. Um Unfortunately, it they found out this time that it is genetic, so it's possible she'll have another one. But we're just going to take it one one tumor at a time. <laughs> and wow. right now we're winning. Right now we're winning this one, and we hope for a, a you know a few years reprieve or maybe ten. Like it's been ten. It was eleven years since the last one, so maybe we'll get an eleven year reprieve. Well, that would be great. That would be great. And do you like going to Brent's place? Do you get to stay there? Yeah, mm. it's nice, especially when I'm dead tired. <laughs> <laughs> she, she begs to have all her treatment done outpatient. She begs them because Brent's place is so wonderful. What do you like to do there? What's so special about it, Elliot? Mm, um, I like being with my friends there that I make at Brent's place. I like <laughs> I like playing games downstairs, talk, socializing with people. You just like to socialize? I'm shocked. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. I can tell. You probably talk to everybody. Everybody. And why not, right? Exactly. It's fun to get to know new friends, right? <laughs> the nurses were really surprised because 
um, the nurse, when I had mucositis, they're like, my mom told them I, my name was, my nickname was Takiana. And they're like, we haven't <laughs> met this, they're like, we haven't met this person. Because I couldn't talk because I had mucositis in my throat, in oh. my mouth. Well, you're talking fine now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm so glad. So what kind of games do you play over there at Brent's Place? What can you do for fun? You can do, there's, they have all all sorts of they have all sort they they have like they had video game night one day they had also they also had video game and movie night in the same day they had they have all sorts of board games of all time they've got monopoly memory and the list can go on forever they've got pool ooh nice um let's see let's see what air else? hockey air hockey um foosball gee all sorts of cool stuff. Probably big, big screen TVs, and you can watch what you like to watch. Mm-hmm. So, what is your favorite TV show? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I put you on the spot. You sound good, Eliana. I'm so I'm happy for you. Thank I'm, you. Glad things are coming along. So, let's talk to uh, Lexi some more. Who does Brent's Place serve? I mean, is there? It's anybody, right? Am I right about that? Um, yeah. Yeah, so more than half of our patients are children receiving bone marrow transplants, um, but we also welcome children with long-term oncology needs and families facing a wide variety of medical crises. Um, a small percentage of our patients are adults receiving bone marrow transplants and oncology care. Uh, we work with physicians and hospital social workers to determine who needs our services the most. So, so it's not just children. Right. So you have adults in there, too. That, mm-hmm. So what do the adults do? Do they play with the children, or do they have their own little things they can be doing when they come back for a rest? Yeah, it's actually kind of neat um, because you see a lot of adults sparking friendships with the children um, because with the, our adults, it's not the first time that they've had sure. this diagnosis most of the time. I can't speak for every time. Um but you see a lot of friendships forming and a lot of almost mentorship, um, especially with the really, really, really little kids and the real, like a lot older adults. Sure. Um, and they all is, get along. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Well, they kind of have something in common. And do you find, I'm just curious now, I'm thinking about this, do the adults that are going through these experiences try to help the younger kids understand what they might be going through? Yeah, I would say um, – More of what I've seen is the adults help the parents of those kids um, kind of know what to expect or, like, tell their experiences and share their experiences with each other. Um, That's really valuable. Yeah. It's it's really cool to see, too. Well, I can't imagine parents of children like Eliana's mom. You're scared. What's going to happen? What am I doing? What's next? They said they're going to be doing this procedure. What is that? Mm -hmm. And these adults can say, well, I'll tell you what that is. Right. And explain it to them so they're more prepared. That's yeah. great. That, that, that sharing. And I imagine a lot of our friends listening now probably want to know, what do they charge to stay at Brent's Place? Is there a fee? Um, so since the expense associated with specialized medical care is so high and so significant, families never receive a bill from Brent's Place. This reduces the financial burden families are facing and allows them to focus on their family members' recovery, um, which is something that we really um, pride ourselves on. Well, you don't want to have to go there and worry about how am I going to pay for this. Exactly. I need to focus on my child and get them healthy. Right. So Brent's Place really strives to alleviate financial, emotional, and physical um, traumas and burdens that families are facing and just create a sense of normalcy um, more than anything. Well, you're doing that. But again, who's paying? Where do you get your funding? 
<laughs> I mean, somebody's got to be right. helping keep the lights on. Right. Um, this year, we're seeking philanthropic support to cover about half of our $3.2 million operating budget. Um, so that comes in through events, through individual corporate donors. Um, that's what philanthropic support means. Uh, the remaining half of our operating budget is funded through agreements with our hospital partners and insurance billing. Well, there's a lot of people helping out. Yeah. And we do that big event every year, Kids Cure, which mm-hmm. is, uh, that's a great fundraiser. Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, it is. How many years have we been doing that? 30, is it 30 years? Yeah, this past year was the 30th anniversary. So they started that right away when they opened up the first Brent's Place? So that actually started before Brent's Place even opened up. Um, it started as a fundraiser for cancer research, actually, and then it started raising so much that Don decided that, um, well, the Ely's decided that they wanted to do more, and he was in the home building industry, so up came a building. Yeah, and he refurbished it yeah and because it was an existing building it was like he built a place right. yeah and he went in and basically gutted it if i remember right yeah i believe it's actually a historic building yeah now it's on the registry and uh it's helped a lot of people since then that's for sure mm-hmm. is there a limit to how long the families can stay i mean do they have to set a reservation ahead of time or can they just say hey, it's an emergency we had this like can we come in or how does that work yeah so we actually work with hospital partners to determine how long our services are needed for each family um, but there is no limit. So as long as there's a medical need, families will stay with us without a bill. Um, and the average stay last year was 130 days. Wow, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And some come back. Yeah, un- unfortunately, some do come back. But they know you're there now. Yeah. And do they have to make a reservation or can they just, boy, we're just here? No, it's all um, through the social workers at the hospital. So Brent's Place will never solicit someone to come stay at Brent's Place. Well, The hospitals really work. With us right, right. So if you're having an issue, don't worry about it, basically. Right. And, and Sonia, does, is that how it worked for you, Sonia? Yes. Um, yes, the, at the hospital, they helped us. They helped us to find Brent's place. We wouldn't have even known about them. And when we came back again um, this time... I saw I saw Linda the first day and gave her a hug and and she said we're sorry you have to be back but we're going to try to make you as comfortable as we can and um, Don and Linda are still it was funny because she was wearing a volunteer tag Linda was and she was sitting at the front desk Linda was, was wearing a volunteer she tag. was wearing a volunteer <laughs> tag and I took so I it took all, everybody I'm like this is Brent's mom this is Brent's mom and and nobody knew that because she was wearing her volunteer tag well that doesn't surprise me actually. Because that's how she is. Yeah. That's how uh, Don is. Yeah. It's under the radar. I know when we uh, do the kids' cure, and I always try to get them to come up on the stage and say, they're so shy about that. After all these years, ah, we don't want to say anything. You, you, you do it. And But people want to know them. They want to know them. And it seems like, and Lexi, this isn't a question you may know, but it seems like they're out a lot talking about Brent's place. Am I wrong about that? No, they're huge advocates. Yeah. Um, I mean, they speak at places, they make appearances at other fundraisers right. and that might be aiding Brent's place, and they're willing to get up and talk about it. Because yeah. a lot of people, and why you're here today, a lot of people don't even know about Brent's place. Right. We're kind of in that hidden pocket of Denver where um, it's not on the beaten path, I would say. You have to kind of go out of your way to find us. Um, and you don't hear conversations about it. Right. It's there, and it's been there for a long time, helping families uh, go through these crises with their children or perhaps with an adult in their life, as we just talked about. It's a good thing you're there. You would agree with that, right, Sonia? Yes. We actually had some friends from Farmington that were coming, and, and they were 
and this was before Ellie was diagnosed again, they were coming and they, she said, we're going to Brent's place and we're going to Children's Hospital. And I said, they're wonderful. You're going to be okay. She's she's a single mom and and was really stressed. I helped her pack. And, and then, of course, we were there a month later. But... <laughs> I remember telling her Brent's place is amazing, and the ho- and the the doctors Children's Hospital they're amazing. You're going to be taken good care of. And what what maybe I kind of asked you this earlier, but what is your favorite memory about Brent's place? Because you're going to be leaving soon. Yeah. Um, so one of my probably one of my favorite memories is I remember celebrating Christmas with them when and my boys were five and eight, and Eliana was two, and. I remember around the Christmas tree, we were opening, we were, we had dinner and we opened presents and we were just chatting and they, somebody turned the music on and my five-year-old asked another five-year-old girl to dance and they danced around the Christmas tree. And I oh, just, wow. And I've seen that mom since then and, and her teenage daughter, <laughs> they're now teenagers and all grown up and, and her son didn't make it and he had the same kind of tumor that Eliana had and um, it's She's a big advocate for Brent's place, um, and it, it's just such happy happy memories that we have these these good times during during the worst probably one of the worst times of of our lives. Well, that is pretty special, Eliana. What's your favorite memory so far of Brent's place? I don't know. I love Brent's place. I can't pick. It's a whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can tell. Do you get to eat favorite foods over there at Brent's Place? What is your favorite? Taco night. Oh, yeah. See, I knew I'd get something. <laughs> Taco night. You love tacos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. I'm glad you're going to go home pretty soon, too. That's a, a special thing. So how can we learn more about Brent's Place? How can we help out? I mean, people are out here now, and it's, you know, we're coming into the holiday time of the year, and people, they look for situations where they can help and this is one Brent's Place. Yeah um, so you're able to find out more about Brent's Place by going to brentsplace.org that's where you'll learn the most about us Um, but also you can call our main line at 720-343-2800 and we'll be happy to talk to you about volunteer opportunities events um, and just ways to give. Do you need volunteers? I mean, you probably always need we volunteers. Always need yeah, volunteers. That's, some are coming, some are going. I know how that volunteer situation <laughs> can be for sure. Yeah. But anything in specific? Do you need more with the holidays coming up? Um. So we have really wonderful families adopt families at our building for Christmas, just to well the holidays in general, just to make sure that kids have um, a normal holiday. We take holidays and birthdays very seriously. Uh, you should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. So families call to adopt families that mm-hmm. are at Brent's place. Yep. Very cool. I never knew that before. Yeah. So we also do um, toy drives, supply drives. Uh, linens are a huge thing that we always need. Um, the holidays are a great time for people to donate linens. So if that's something that sparks anyone's interest, by all means, contact us. Do uh, Do volunteers bring in meals? Yeah. Um, so on Monday nights, as Eliana and Sonia said, we do a dinner for every family. So volunteer groups will come in, cook a dinner, and then families will come down and eat. We do the same thing on Thursday, except it's boxed up. It's We call it personal chef. Um, so it's boxed up and it's just ready for families to take up to their room. Um, we do Taco Tuesday, which is Eliana's favorite. <laughs> and then we also do Lasagna Wednesdays once a month. Um, Holy cow. And Friday morning breakfast every Friday morning. And all volunteers or church groups or some organizations bring in the goodies. All volunteers. 
That's fantastic. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it really is. Do you have a need for that? Is there a waiting list? Or how do they? How do you get involved with bringing in some food? Yeah, so I think the end up until the end of the year, everyone loves to do it over the holidays. Um, I think we're starting to schedule for next year. So if you don't feel like rights on you, if you don't feel like cooking, yep. you're coming back from the hospital after a long, hard day with your child. It's so nice. It really is. It's so nice to not have to cook. And, and also, like I said, the social of eating together and... Um, it's, it's just... <laughs> Was that you, Eliana? Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Just to relax. You enjoy those conversations, too, with uh, some of the other parents that are there. And I really do. Uh, it's it's nice to, to learn. We get to learn from each other. We comfort each other. Um, there was another mother there whose um, son has the same diagnosis as Eliana and found out that and it's it's a somewhat rare brain tumor and had just and found out that it was genetic but was super excited to find out that Eliana went 11 years without having a tumor so um we we were able to give each other hope and and compare our research and compare what we were going to do next so it's it's a super it's a very supportive right. environment that's invaluable it is that kind of support for one another it is yeah do you spend uh you don't spend overnights at the hospital so much, do you? Maybe in the early days, but as Sonja's or as Eliana's gotten better here, so we try to do as much outpatient as we can. Um, her last, I'm not a fan of the hospital. Well, <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, I would uh, be a little shocked if you were a fan of being in a hospital. <laughs> I think for sure. So her last um, round was was somewhat complicated, and that was a 30 day inpatient stay. So my mom took turns with me because it's dif- it's really difficult to sleep in the hospital. Oh, when, I would think. And we took turns coming back to Brent's place every every night. Someone would stay with Ellie Eliana, and somebody would um, come back to Brent's place and get get some rest. So that's a good thing. It was great. Yeah. Do you have like you said you had kitchens in the apartments, right? Mm-hmm. So every. Apartment has its own kitchen besides our hospitality suites. Um, and then we have community kitchens as well, which is where our volunteer groups will cook. Right. So if you feel like just a, a night in, mm-hmm. you can do that. Have you done that, Sonia? Have you just used the yes. facilities that way? Well, I really like to bake. So um, I the first thing I have people bring me when they come from New Mexico is my KitchenAid. <laughs> <laughs> Really? So I can make cookies and breads and comfort food and share anything, really. Really? And you like that, don't you, Eliana? Maybe. Yeah. Your mom's a good baker, I'll bet, right? Yep. Does she make pies? I love pies. Yes. Oh. Chocolate, coconut, anything. Okay, stop it. You're killing me. I love pies. <laughs> I love all those pies. You're crazy. So, Lex, let me ask. I know that uh, Don and Linda have just opened a new facility like sure, within the last yeah. year. So what's next? What are they thinking? I, I know those two. They're looking down the road. This is great, but we need to keep forging ahead. Yeah. Um, Don is very excited about growth. Um, sure I think he is. we're all very excited about growth. So I think we're just exploring what the next steps into that would be. Well, the more you can help, the better. Exactly. Exactly. Any changes to Brent's place internally that have helped helped with the apartments? Have they remodeled again? Have they uh, added things maybe you didn't have uh, 10 years ago? Um, so from Marion Street to the new buildings, I would say a lot has changed with um, – just what we're able to offer families in terms of space and um, activities and things like that. Like now we have two movie rooms. Um, wow. We have a library. We have a game room, things like that, um, that we weren't able to offer before. Right. And do uh, the families that come to town and have the need for Brent's Place, do they get to 
choose which house they want to go to or it's wherever there's an opening? Or? It's really wherever there's an opening. It depends on their family size as well. So we don't ever put more than, um, I think the limit is four people in a one-bedroom apartment. Right. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> right. Now that would be a little tough. Yeah. Any more than four. Um, so we really try and make it comfortable for the family. So if they're bringing five people, um, just making sure that a, a bedroom size that is enough for five people is available. It's perfect setup. Right, Sonia? It's perfect. It is. It really is. And you've... Uh, People don't realize when they have that emergency situation for the first time with a child, uh, where am I going to eat? Where am I going to stay? Where, where, where am I going to go? You don't think about that till you're in the middle of it. And- you don't think about it. And when, when we came, we thought we were just coming for the weekend. We had um, three days worth of clothes and and didn't know where we were staying. We did stay at the Ronald McDonald House for um, a little while before until we, until we qualified or until there was room for us at Brent's place. Um, she first time she had three stem cell transplants and this time she's had two stem cell transplants so um that that gets you high on the on the waiting list right yeah i would think and the mucositis (laughs) (laughs) you like talking about that (laughs) and that's a good question i I never thought to think if a situation like sonia chavez here they just three days worth of clothes here we are but we're staying longer do you provide clothes Um, Help get clothes. That's one of the things that we don't provide. Um, We do provide food um, when we are able to. And if families aren't able to provide food for themselves, we work with several other amazing foundations who will help um, accommodate those things. But clothes isn't. Because they provide so much, we were able to save the money that we would have had to use on food and go get clothes. Ah, good point right there. And we didn't have a car either when we first came. Oh, my. What did you do then? Well, Brent's place would shuttle us. They have a they have a shuttle, or the hospital has a shuttle to shuttle us to and from. And and that's, that's and all good. Being in a in an urban location, we have everything we need. Well, I'm glad you're doing better, Eliana Chavez, Sonia Chavez, the mom. Thank you guys for coming in today. Thank, yep. thank you. Oh, it's been thank great talking you. to you. And Alexi, one more time, if people want to volunteer, families want to adopt families, how do we get in touch? Mm-hmm. Um, I would call our main line at 720-343-2800, um, or I would visit our website at brentsplace.org. We have a contact us form. Just send us your name, your number, and what you're interested in. Well, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having us. Say hi to Don and Linda. We'll definitely next. do that. Tell her I'm coming out to see the new place. I'm <laughs> okay. going to get out there. But thank you guys for uh, coming in. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. It's Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we will talk to you next week.